Hi, I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the Thimbleweed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. And today I'm here with Gary Winnick. Hey there. Uh, David Fox is uh, won't be joining us. He is off, I think, in Yosemite, looking at our beautiful mountains and whatnot. And I think we'll start with Gary. Okay, so my weeks kind of seem to be blurring a little bit together because I'm kind of doing the same thing from week to week to a certain degree. I know that you're kind of doing that, but, you know, also I think you get a little bit of kind of, you know, concentrated uh, development time when you're fixing bugs. Those are kind of different, whereas if I'm just doing art and all there is to do kind of right now is rooms and animated characters, it's kind of like this sort of cycle of rooms and animated characters. So, Well, I think I think we've kind of entered the the dull drum stage of the project where you know all that initial uh, exciting stuff is over you know all the new new everything's new and now now we're just kind of grinding out stuff yeah cranking stuff yeah it it gets a little bit boring so not boring relative no offense to anybody out there who works in a bank but not relative boring to working in a bank you know but certainly as uh, you know relative to doing the stuff where we thought we were sort of doing a lot of new things every week i think it's kind of settled into i'm going to say sort of a cycle or a rhythm which is both good and um not really bad but good and and kind of boring to a certain degree when you're doing the same things over again when ron has me fix a door seven times or whatever like that it's kind of not like fixing a bug it's sort of you know just figuring out how to do it and then just doing a whole bunch of those so you know i've done a bunch of that i've also continued working on characters and there's a certain amount of repetition in that because once a character is designed then it's a matter of you know kind of doing I'm going to say generally the same animations for them. There's some variation. There's some nuance, but not a great deal of nuance in doing that. One of the things that's interesting that we're doing this week as well, we started last week, we're sort of looking at the design of characters and maybe taking uh, one of our main characters, which is Dolores, and we put this on our post, and sort of rethinking her backstory and rethinking her look. And for what it's worth, I've actually gotten a lot of good feedback from people. That's real helpful to me because what I'm going to try to do the only thing that's a little distracting is when you ask for something like that, especially on a blog where people are engaged, you don't get like five responses. You get like, you know, over 100 responses. So I'm sort of sifting through that. And I want to distill that down because in real life, what I would do is I would, you know, show somebody maybe three or four examples of a character to pick from. It's just too difficult to look at, I'm going to say, more than like five things, relatively speaking, when you're trying to sort of create a large world you know, you want to be able to sort of focus that down as succinctly as possible. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And, you know, it's it, it's it's all engaging and, and thought-provoking, but it is a process that you just have to go through. And we will sort of report and talk to people about how we do that on the blog as well. So that's kind of it for right now. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's fun to look at all the Dolores stuff that people oh, yeah. are posting. It's a lot of weird, you know, flashbacks to the 80s. I, I did not realize how bad uh, 80s hair was. One of the things that was weird is people have taught, I, I keep seeing things about how sexy people thought Razor was. <laughs> and I'm like, she was six pixels yeah, wide. I, I, you know, so, so, so anyway, that's, that's interesting to me that you can, I guess, have sex appeal and appeal in something that's like, you know, I'll say a dozen pixels. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't see Dolores as a sexy character, right? I mean, that's not. That's not the character she is in any way. No, she's not somebody who's like trying to entice you to to watch her punk band or whatever. So yeah, yeah, she just would. She would rather you go to ThimbleCon. She would rather you go to ThimbleCon and and possibly you know, uh, and we may talk about this later. You know, 
she'll be working, she might be working on a game that she wants you to know about or something like that. You know, we'll figure those details out. Yeah, I liked I liked your idea that when she goes to ThimbleCon, she dresses up in different costumes every time yeah. she goes. Yeah, so we, of course you have to draw them all. You have to draw Dolores you know, in every you know, one of those I costumes. Mean, yeah, but I think that it, could be funny. Know, it, anything for comedy. <laughs> it's kind of like you know that's the way things go around. Yeah. All right. So what I did last week, uh, a lot of bug fixing, mostly uh, little bugs, getting all those done, getting the engine uh, in sh- top ship shape, ship shop shape, whatever that phrase tip, is. Tip, tip, top tip, shape. tip top shape, getting the engine in tip top shape. Uh, one thing I did was the, the, the verb interface, the colors and the actual text of the verbs is now being generated from the scripts. It used to be that was hard coding the engine, but now the text and the placement and the colors of the verbs all come from the script. And that's going to be important for the language translations. So the scripts can set the language, uh, set the, you know, the language of the verbs when that happens. And also uh, we were trying out that thing. Somebody had mentioned this on the blog right at the beginning. Uh, of the project is when you switch characters that the UI actually changes color. So, you know, Detective Ray kind of has, you know, a blue UI and Ransom might have like a red UI and, you know, maybe Dolores has like a slightly green UI. So when you're switching characters, it's very clear who you are. So I implemented all of that and I actually like it. I think that's working pretty well. Uh, I got vertical scrolling working, which is actually uh, big news. I was really dreading that. Because that involves math, and I really suck at math. <laughs> so I got that all working. Um, we did Absolute. the we did the um, the cult bookstore is a is a tall vertical room room, and it's really neat. Vertical scrolling is nice. I like it. Uh, let's see. I put in a new font for the debug menus. Did you see the new font for the debug menus? Yeah, I did. I liked it a yeah, lot actually because nice I can actually see it. Now. Yeah, kind of it was impossible to see the debug menus. Do font, big win. Uh, the other thing I did is I got the right-clicking for default verbs. We didn't have default verbs in Maniac Mansion, but in Monkey Island, you know, if you uh, mouse over an object and its default verb was, like, open, like the doors, you could just hit right-click and it would trigger the open. So I got the whole default default verb system working, so that's pretty nice. And with that came opening doors. Before that, you just kind of walk through doors, and now you can actually open and close the doors and believe it or not it actually adds um it adds a lot to the game to be able to just go through and open and close doors yeah i mean one of the things i will say is that i've been playing you know i play a new version of the a new build of this one every time you put it up which is typically you know i'll say every other day or something like that and it is amazing to me how far each build seems to progress beyond the previous one there is you know it's significant you can notice it one other thing that I found uh, also very helpful, and I don't know if it's something we'll talk about in a post or whatever, is just kind of the whole way you're managing the bug database because we have a bug database that you know we can go into and see everybody's particular tasks. Everything is prioritized, and you can go and like you know do all of your um, notes and stuff in that database, and that's real helpful as well. Yeah, bug databases are so critical, and there really aren't any good ones. I've never seen a good bug database. They tend to want to do too much and it's too cumbersome. So a couple of years ago when Clayton and I were working on the the iOS stuff, I just wrote my own bug database. Okay, so that's your yeah, own. Yeah, that's my oh. own bug database. And it's just, it's simple and it's focused and you don't get encumbered of much of stuff. And it's really nice because you know, we use it not just for bugs, but also for a task list. It's kind of task list and bugs all in one. Yeah, I don't want this to go to your head, but it's probably the most um, fluid kind of um, intuitive one I've ever used. 
It's because it's simple. You know, things yeah. like Bugzilla and Jira and all these others, they just want to do so much. And entering a bug, you're presented with, you know, 30 different options you have to fill in. And I just don't want to be doing that. Yeah, it's I, about I, keeping people focused. I like this because there's like, you know, I do three things and the bug is either, you know, recorded or updated or whatever. That's, you know, that's all I do. I, you know, I just enter my thing, you know, I hit refresh and it's done. Yeah, glad you like it. Well, I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. I am having a lot of fun playing the game. Like like oh, you yeah. said, it's you, you know, you get you're kind of head down building a game and you're putting all this stuff in and I just yesterday I kind of came back and I started just actually playing through the game and it is kind of shocking how much of the game is done and how much of it is actually playable. You don't see that on a day-to-day basis. You only see it when you take a step back. Well, the other thing that's real interesting, too, aside from that, is the fact that you really do get a feel for this. And it does feel to me like one of the games we, we would have built in 1987. Yeah, it really does. It does. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. That's good. Glad to hear that. Okay. okay. Well, I guess I will talk to you later and next week. Oh, next week I'm gone because I'm moving to Seattle. So next week I'm going to be mostly moving, but David will be back on the podcast next week. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.